and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast, and in this case a vodcast, for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So for this episode, something completely different from the usual discussions about developments in on-farm research, innovative farmers, the latest in marketing, and market intelligence for wool. In this episode of The Yarn, I get to speak with one of Australia's favourite actors, Michael Caton, of The Castle fame, about his latest movie, Rams. Michael Caton co-stars alongside Sam Neill in an Australian adaptation of an acclaimed Icelandic film from five years ago. Essentially, the film is about two estranged brothers with separate stud flocks descended from their family's prized Dorset bloodline. When an exotic disease is discovered, authorities urge a purge of every sheep in the valley. Can the warring brothers set aside their differences to save their herd and bring their community back together? Well, it's a theme that has been all too real for many sheep regions in the not-too-distant past. Look at you, my beauties. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. But you're the best. This is the one we've all been waiting for, folks. The Calvin Horn Ram Judging. Fine ram, all right. He's going to be a busy boy, I reckon. What do you mean? I spoke with Michael Caton about the film from my own wool shed amongst a few Merino rams, and Michael was not exactly complimentary about them. Mate, it's lovely to be here. It's, I'm looking at the uh, Merinos behind you, and we haven't got a nice thing to say about Merinos in our power. <laughs> well, I can, t- I can turn around. It's a, a, few, uh, a few Dorsets off, off shot. As well. <laughs> I mean, Merinos get a bit of a bad rap in the film, and I think that needs to make it <laughs> My, my first job was for wool brokers, and that, that scene behind you is very familiar to me, having come from central Queensland. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, mate, I, I worked in, uh, for Coles Vermont that became Elders GM, and then they made the mistake of putting me in charge of the books for the steel store. And I thought my, after the stop take, I think my future with the company was rather limited. And I got a job with Sydney Williams, Comet Windmills. The only reason I got the job was that I actually knew how to pull a ball. Oh, well done. Well, <laughs> and the boss was brand new, so he didn't know anything at all. So, uh, so what? Uh, it sounds like it wasn't too hard for you to get into character. Then, I mean, this is a film that very accurately describes many of the challenges on the land. Um, did you? Uh, it sounds like it might have been a natural role. Oh, mate, I, I, I must admit, there's always a bit of the actor in you. And I remember we used to go to the actor every year. We had a stand there at Sydney Williams and, and the blokes had come in from sort of Northern Territory and all that. And they'd say, oh, gee, Mick, I always pictured you as a big footballer type. <laughs> the film is, is a pretty serious film. It really does accurately describe a lot of the challenges in country areas, um, do you think this film might do something to bridge that country-city divide a bit? Wouldn't it be lovely if it did, mate? I think a lot of people on the East Coast are totally unaware of what happens west of the Great Divide. So anything to do that. And in actual fact, making the film in Mount Barker, they were just the best people. I mean, you really, uh, uh, we couldn't have made the movie without their help. And then when you look at what the movie's about in a, in a time of COVID-19, 
um, it is sort of has a resonance for today's audiences as well. Most certainly it does. And it uh, wasn't intentional when we made it, but boy, it sure is now. Evening all. Can't make that be shy. Just a little bit more about, um, look, I'm not used to doing these interviews about movies. So tell us a little bit more about um, the issues that it brings up uh, in community and uh, how people come together in those times of crisis and just what the sheep industry means for these communities. Well, I mean, the, what you see about the, the, the Dorsets and everything is the people in the movie there, it's that, that's, that's it. You know, you might be going to put them across merinos, but it's they're so behind their brand. And and then, look, I can't say too much without giving the plot away, but they they suffer terribly uh, with the loss of their stock. And, and so um, when you think about the loss of uh, losses we've had during COVID-19, um, it's it's got a real residence i think it certainly does and hopefully the film shows just how passionate people are about this stock uh, to 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 a ridiculous degree but people love their stock and uh, that really comes through very very strongly yeah mate i i, I always remember uh uh we got a uh, a steer bogged and we couldn't get him out and we we had to had to shoot it and I remember my mate, who was actually Jack Thompson, who was up at Jack's farm, who who took took the uh, the rifle off our next door neighbour, whose whose uh, steer it was, and uh, because he shouldn't have to shoot his own own steer, and so I remember Jack put it down, and um, it it sort of really brought home to me that people do love their stock. They really do. I, I think people sometimes have, have the wrong idea because they might be bred to eat that people don't care about their stock. They really do, really do. So how do you think we can better get that message across to a, a public, I suppose, that's increasingly um, scrutinising what we do on farms? Well, I think uh, there's a perfect time right now to get some of these kids are out of school and there's no jobs and and the backpackers are all gone. Come for a, a bit of an adventure. Come out out west and have a bit of an adventure. Well, it's uh, it's a wonderful film and it's another one uh, for you. It's just such a wonderful uh, description of uh, of Australia and um, let's hope as many people get to see it and just just to let you know that I'm not completely merino biased, but you know we are working for the board here. Uh, you know, we do have there. There are a few of your rams there. Oh, look at that! So just to just to let you know that we're <laughs> you're an equal opportunity organisation. <laughs> Indeed. So, is there anything you'd like to say to the wool growers that listen to this podcast? Um, oh, come along and see the film. 
come along and see the film. I think you'll recognize a lot about, about it. It's, it's look, it, it is a comedy, it's a drama. Uh, it, co it covers a lot of bases. So um, go and see it in the theater, you know, as much as you can. And uh, even though it, it, it's, we've got to be apart, it, even when you go to the, the cinema these days, you've got to sit apart, but um, uh, come along and have a look at it on the big, big screen because your background is the Sterling Ranges and it just looks like a, a million bucks. The wildflowers are out when we were filming and ah, what, a, what a great neck of the woods is Albany and Mount Barker and all those areas, wonderful. Wonderful. It really, yeah, it really is. And look, uh, before I, uh, before before we go, look, I, I just have to say that these rams were bred by a person who has a lot of themes in this film um, and uh, and passion as well. I can't name him because I'll be uh, chastised by a lot of people, but um, he did want a lot of money for these rams, uh, and I did tell him he was dreaming. <laughs> but get them anyway. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, Marius. I've got to know they're, they're, they're winding me up here. I don't know how they're doing it, but they are winding me All up. Right, well, thanks for having me again. Lovely to talk to you, mate. Best. Thanks again for what you've I hope done. you have a great season. Okay. Oh, my lovely girls. Smells like sheep. No sheep. A lot of air freshener, though.